Hey friends, welcome back. This is Casey for another episode of My Mom the Alcoholic. In the last episode, I talked about early on memories I had with my mom and her alcoholism. And most of it revolved around my senior year of high school and the year afterwards. Most of my memories from there until about five years ago are pretty muddled. But there are quite a few memories that's going to kind of take you up to speed until most recent times that I can kind of go through to kind of tell you where we're at today. So, um, shortly after my mom became an alcoholic, um, I did not know how to feel or what to say. So about the age of 20, I was nearly 21 whenever I first started drinking and I, it felt really weird to me because I knew how much my family hated my mom drinking. So I almost had some sort of guilt whenever I would drink. But it is part my fault, I believe, in some, or I want to blame myself. And I really shouldn't because of where we're at today. And I, I partly blame myself and I really shouldn't. But this, I'm going to explain why. So after I turned 21... At this point in my life, I really didn't have a whole lot in common with my parents. Um, my dad and I um, ride motorcycles together, and that was pretty much the only thing that we had in common. Um, I was going to college. I was in nursing school. My sister, at this point in time, had moved out. So after I turned 21, like almost any typical college student who's at the age of 21, you do a lot of partying. I remember my partying was very much vanilla. It was very plain Jane. I pretty much played by the rules. If I drank even one drink, I would not go home. I would not leave because I was afraid that I would get pulled over and my dad would find out. <laughs> That's pretty much where that ended right there. So before too long, I was probably 22, 23, and my parents... Um, asked if I wanted to have a fire that fall of that year at my parents' house and invite some friends over for drinks. And I, of course, was like, uh, yeah, if I can drink at my house and not drive, that would be great. Which was weird because I never really drank in front of my parents at all, ever, until this point. And even at that time, my dad didn't drink either. I've never seen my dad drink um, since his GUI. So I thought it was kind of odd. I felt really weird and uneasy about it, but eventually we started what's called the, um, our annual fire, fire pit bonfire at my parents' house. And we did it for about four years in a row, four or five, and it ended up having to come to an end because of obvious problems with my mom being an alcoholic. But, um, so the first time I ever did that, I invited friends over. There's only about 10, 15 of us. We all sat around a fire. And um, of course, with any 21, 22 year old wants to do is play beer pong at parties. So we had set up a beer pong table and we were playing a game and my dad comes out to talk with us. And I just remember it being so weird and it still is makes me cringe because my dad came out and asked if he could have a beer. And I was absolutely flabbergasted and I said sure I don't care you're of age this is your house and my dad drank with us not a lot but he did drink some with us and because my dad was drinking in front of us my mom he offered my mom to drink there 
with us, in front of us. And she did. And I just remember being so weirded out by that. Just because at that point in my life, I my I have never I really seen my mom drink ever in front of me, for one. But my dad had quit drinking so many years ago and he was so anti-alcohol for the longest time. So that kind of started a new hole, a new rut that we had to really find our way out of. So for the next couple years to come, we would, if we would go to like a bar and grill with my parents, me and my boyfriend at the time, we would have a beer, like with dinner. And I just remember that being so weird because my mom would drink too. And, but on top of that, because we thought that maybe if we normalized drinking in front of each other, that my mom might pull away from the closet, al- closet alcoholism. Which she did not, of course not. So what would happen is if we wanted to go to dinner, it'd be like a weekday. My mom would carry beer in her purse. She'd put some cans of beers in her purse. And she would come to dinner. And as soon as we sat down to eat, she'd say, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. She'd get up, go to the bathroom, go into the bathroom, chug a beer, and she'd come back. And then she'd order a beer with um, supper or lunch or whatever we were doing. And as soon as we were done eating, she'd, oh, I have to go to the bathroom again. And get up and go to the bathroom again and chug another beer. Then come back. We'd sit and talk, be social. And before we left, she always had to go to the bathroom again. She'd go to the bathroom, chug another beer. And so by the time that dinner was over and we were getting ready to leave, she'd be completely gone. Completely wasted. And I just, I remember going to dinner multiple times with my mom. And she would... She was, like I said in the last episode, she was very much a very proud woman, someone who cared a lot about her body image. Like, I remember her yelling at me and my sister when we were younger to keep our elbows off the table because that wasn't proper table manners and whatnot. And going out to eat with her and her just almost eating like an animal. Like, just things I don't even care to describe, to be honest. Eating with her fingers, very full mouth not talking to us at all. I kind of leaned over her plate in a way because she was so drunk. And I guess she just didn't realize that she was doing it. I don't know. But I remember I got to the point where I was embarrassed to go out with her. And my friends kind of started to catch on because of that too. That I was embarrassed of my mom. If I wanted to go anywhere, I really did not want her to go. I didn't want to have people come over to her house. And I mean, that... kind of leads into even more recent years so eventually um this led to ruining of friendships for me so I knew that my mom had a drinking problem and I knew but at the I knew that it was a problem that's pretty much the end of it I didn't really necessarily consider her an alcoholic at that point in time I just knew that she had a drinking problem and it It's mainly because she wanted to hide it. I didn't think that it was because she was drinking too much or inappropriately. It was just because she wanted to hide it from us. So, I remember talking with a friend who had a little bit more background with this. With um, addiction and mental health. Something that I did not have at all. Like, I remember my, like, growing up, we didn't, my parents didn't really talk about feelings or mental health or anyone in our family even having an addiction problem. We just did not have that and I was never exposed to that. And I remember a friend telling me that she really needed to get help. She needed to get help um, 
She needed to have professional help. She needed to go to counseling. She needed to do something. And I remember agreeing with her for the most part. And this is where this has ruined my first friendship. And that's where it kind of really started affecting me on the personal life level. So as time went on, this friend and I would talk about my mom drinking all the time. And I never called her an alcoholic at this point. And I remember, I don't remember exactly what happened, but my mom was really drunk somewhere with me and I was incredibly embarrassed. And I was telling this friend about it. And my friend took it upon herself to say that she really needed to have an in an inpatient rehab experience. She needed to go to inpatient rehab. And at that moment, I was like 23 that scared me thinking about that because it is a scary thing like making my mom leave home from a town that she has lived in for her entire life to go to a live-in treatment facility even if it was only for two to four weeks I just thought you know there's no way that she'd be able to do that because I was afraid that she would commit suicide because she was a she kept saying she always said all the time that you're embarrassed of me you're embarrassed of me and of course I would tell her no we're not but she would say that so we wouldn't send her away and she told us that multiple times that she doesn't want to be sent away um it wouldn't help her what she needed was her family and I told my friend that there is no way that she'd ever be able to do an inpatient facility so I remember the day and talking to my friend on the phone that she said that she had found like two or three rehab programs near us and I told her no. I was like, there's no way. I'm not even going to consider it. Because I couldn't send my mom away. For one, it was my decision. But two, I said, I don't think my mom would do well at it. I think what she needs is her family. And that's what she needs. She needs to have us around. And she needs to have our support. And I don't know why my friend said this. And our maturity level at this point in time, you got to remember, is only up a 22, 23-year-old girl's. She didn't know exactly the whole story either, so I do not blame her for saying this. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just know my feelings on it. But she told me the reason why I did not want to send my mom to a rehab facility is because I wanted to have her at home so she could cook and clean for me. And I remember being so pissed off when she said that. So I thought, are you freaking kidding me? Like, of course I would like my mom to be better. But I don't want her to go away not for the reason of cooking and cleaning I want her to be there for her and I that was the last time that we had talked in a long time I remember hanging up the phone on her and not talking to her since then we have um rekindled a little bit of a friendship we don't talk as often as what we did back then but I have forgiven her for that because the problem was bigger than any of us anticipated I think we didn't realize how deeply rooted this addiction problem was so I've forgiven her for it. But that was the first time that it's really affected me on an absolute personal level. Not only was my mom's alcoholism affecting just my sister and I and my dad, but it was affecting my friends as well. Because I couldn't stay friends with people for very long because everyone had different views on what my mom should do. So... I'm glad that this is something I have a different perspective on now. Like, I can kind of see the bigger picture now. And... I've kind of grown to the point to where I don't just kind of ignore things like we did for all of those years. Because if we had ever catch my mom drinking and it'd be very obvious, 
we wouldn't say anything. We wouldn't say anything out of, because we were embarrassed for her or of what she was doing, but we never said anything. And all of that kind of came to an end as things started to affect me more on a personal level. So that's, I'm going to go ahead and conclude this episode, even though it was kind of all over the place, very much jumbled up. But like I said earlier, my memories up until like the past like five years have been quite muddled whenever it comes to my mom's alcoholism. I just remember a lot of those years kind of ignoring and cringing whenever you'd hear the um, alcohol, the beer can open up in the back bedroom or whenever she'd act a little bit lethargic or whenever she would drive erratically in my mom and her my mom and dad fighting all the time because my dad didn't want her to drink and drive he didn't want her to have to hide it so in the next couple episodes I'm going to kind of get into more recent problems these problems I can remember off the top of my head because it's happened within about the past three or four years and a lot of them has to do with one of the biggest um, monumental times of a person's life especially of a woman's life and that is their wedding so I think a lot of that is where a lot of our problems came to surface because I had to deal with my mom being an alcoholic um, planning my wedding so just remember I say this every time if you are going through something like this just know that you are not the problem Um, this is not your fault. Don't ever give yourself ill feelings. I know I still do it. I'm still guilty of it. And it's something that I'm working on, but talking to a professional and talking to a counselor is something I highly recommend. It just kind of helps sort through these feelings. And that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast is because it's kind of therapeutic for me to be able to talk about it just because it makes me feel like that someone hears me and that alone helps a lot. So thanks again for listening guys.